You're listening to The Wrap, a Warren Averett podcast for business leaders designed to help you access vital business information and trends when you need it. So you can listen, learn, and then get on with your day. Now let's get down to business. Well, I want to welcome all the listeners back to The Wrap uh, podcast. Uh, Happy to have you with us today. My name is Paul Perry. Uh, Always a pleasure to have these discussions. Today, we're going to be talking about healthcare, uh, the healthcare industry and kind of some of their challenges, issues, and um, opportunities for them coming up. With me today as my co-host is Cindy Warren. Cindy Warren is the office managing member of our Pensacola office. Um, I have had the pleasure of working with her for many years and happy to have you on the podcast with us today, Cindy. Hey, Paul. Thanks. I'm excited to be here today. Um, looking forward to it. And I also want to just introduce to you all Say Evans and Maddox Casey. Say and uh, Maddox are in our healthcare group. They lead our healthcare team. And um, we're excited to have you guys on today as well. Sorry, I, I wanted to mention when we say healthcare, what Maddox and I do. Um, you know, in our in our world, we're talking about physician practices primarily. We do have a group in at Warren Averett that does hospital and hospital systems. Maddox and I work primarily with physician-owned practices. And we're happy to have you all uh, with us today. And uh, Maddox, can you just kind of give us a quick background of, of your work history and, and kind of what brought you into this physician practice healthcare realm? Sure. By you mean history, you mean I work on days that end with why, Paul. Uh, I think that's what you mean, mm. history. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, healthcare uh, practices. So, been at the firm for almost 20 years. And, you know, we again, like Say said, work with healthcare practices, only private practices all day, every day, helping solve their problems, whether it be billing, recruiting, staffing, um, counseling, uh, whatever need they may need, we're there for them. Again, our basis, accounting, we do that as our blocking and tackling, but, uh, you know, a lot of advisory and consulting services in this strange environment that we're living in for medical practices right now. And I think that's a good kind of segue into maybe the first question, really. There's probably a lot of challenges, opportunities that um, physician practices are facing that maybe others aren't. Um, how are those challenges impacting them uniquely? I mean, we, we had a podcast earlier that talked to nonprofits and, you know, trying to raise money in a, a recession is kind of an issue there. So uh, what are those challenges, opportunities y'all are seeing? Sure. I, th- I think the biggest challenge is the inability to raise prices. So you talk about, a you know, hamburgers going up a couple bucks, you know, you can raise the price of a boat, other items as well. But in healthcare, we can't raise the prices because we're subject to what the insurance payers are going to pay us. Uh, we're captive. So, you know, we look at the high inflation rates. We all know that. I'm sure that's been discussed many, many times. Our, our costs are going up, but we can't keep pace with what uh, our prices are going to pay us. So that's that that is the probably biggest challenge and has been a challenge uh, for a while in increasing inflationary times. I'm just wondering, are there are there challenges in recruiting in that in the physician practice world and the healthcare world as well? Yeah, so. You know, we kind of joke and say, if, if we could do this business without people, we'd be a lot better <laughs> off. Right. Uh, and I don't think that that'd be the case for many service-based businesses, but we are a labor-intensive business. Um, we are run by, you know, we talk about the physician doesn't only spends a few minutes with the patient, maybe five, ten. But the rest of the encounters happen with all of the rest of the staff and 
you know, in the world of customer service, in the world of, you know, I want to be seen right now, right this second, uh, you know, that hasn't gotten any better. And so we've got to have good people uh, and those good people dictate good wages as they should. So uh, we have absolutely seen a ton of staffing issues in the practices. In fact, that's probably one of the biggest issues outside of the pricing structure that we have. But they probably go hand in hand, right? Because you just said you can't raise your rates, but you're raising your your employees' um, salaries. So, so the two of those don't don't make it an easy an easy day for for the physician practices. Would be my guess. Say your thoughts there. Yeah, it's ultra competitive trying to find the best talent. Max and I just did a roundtable up in Huntsville this week. And one thing I remember from that roundtable is we had a, a coder that had recently changed jobs. Her job is to to take the, the work that the physician does and turn it into a bill so the practice gets paid. Uh, she had previously been with another practice, and I think she had been there for a number of years. But that practice wasn't willing to pay her to her for her to advance her career. There was some credentialing um, experience she wanted. There were um, new credentials she wanted at the end of her name to be a certified coder. They weren't willing to pay for that. The place that she ended up going to was willing to pay for that. And she saw that and wanted to change jobs, primarily based on pay. But another big factor in that was, are they willing to advance your career too? So the pay is super important, but you've got to go beyond just the pay and take care of that person, that employee, and help them in their in their career and what they want to accomplish. So that's the environment we're in. Pay pay is super important, and you've got to stay competitive with that, but you've also got to go beyond that and give them opportunity to advance. Yeah, that's right. I'd say the other part of that is a lot of the positions in a medical practice are entry-level positions, just post-college. Maybe some of them don't even need a college degree. So if you look around the country at those positions that are somewhere in the you know, 12 to $16 hour range, um, that's where we're seeing very large increases. Uh, I'm sure David Salters would say the same, but, you know, we're seeing, you know, double digit increases for those positions. My kind of go in line is, you know, Bucky's, Costco, all the things that are in our region are there. And, uh, you know, my ongoing joke is if, if y'all don't see me on the next podcast, Paul, I'm the car wash manager at Bucky's because it's paying <laughs> 125000 and I can make cars. I can scrub Crazy. bugs like nobody else. <laughs> and Maddox has six cars of his own for our, all his kids. So, you know, he could keep it busy himself. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I'm, and I'm sure the physicians are, what, what are they doing to make sure they're paying the, the right, the, the right rates? Are they, are they comparing themselves to others? Kind of what does that look like in the industry? Yeah. So we've, as a healthcare group, we've done a salary survey and that, has grown significantly over the f- past few years because so many practices want this information. Um, it's over a hundred practices now that participate. It's where we take data on all the different positions that you can have in a medical practice. And we collect that data and do benchmarks and share that information with all the participants. So that lets you know the high, low, the average for every position in a medical practice. And that gives them a reference point of, are they are they reasonable with their pay? Are they competitive with their pay? And then they can use that not only to give their staff raises and, and stay competitive, but also explain to the physicians that own the practice, hey, these are the rates we're having to pay because 
wages have gone up so much. Um, and without that information of what the other practices are doing, it can be a tough, a tough job to get physicians to agree to those raises. So that's, that's one thing, the biggest thing probably that can be used right now is some kind of benchmark tool, um, to help substantiate those raises and know you're being reasonable. Good point. Such a great tool. You know, every every successful business has a business strategy or a growth strategy or a plan. And so I, I wonder, you know, when you know you can't raise your rates, you know you can't increase your prices, what how, how do you strategize? What what is the strategy? How are they working around that? Yeah, you know, First, Cindy, it's they've got to see the ability to do a strategic plan or even embed themselves in strategy. So unlike many businesses, these physicians are in the clinic all day, every day. I mean, that's the Mm -hmm. way to make money, right? See more patients, more patients, more money. There's no magic to that. That does take them away from you know, running the business effectively, unless they have a great team, a great advisor, punch, punch, um, or you know, they're going to spend extra time outside of the clinic to run the practice. So first of all, I think they've got to put a strategy into place. That's number one. And we have a lot of practices that just don't do that. Once the strategy does go in place, it's getting down to the nitty gritty of how do I make this thing more profitable? And when we talk about profit, there's two solutions. I already mentioned one, see more patients, build the top line revenue. Uh, and a lot of times that's not doable. You just, there's only so much time in the day. So then you get right. into how do I begin to carve out some of my expenses? Where am I overpaying? What's not efficient? And that could be all type of items down on their financial statement that they need to address and look at credit card fees, ba- uh, bank fees, um, you know, supply cost. Am I working with the right vendors? I mean, you can just go all the way down from A to Z and see where do I need to start carving some of these out in order to maintain, really maintain the profitability at this stage of the game. You know, we'd love for you to increase, but the environment we're in with increasing cost and stagnant reimbursements, we're just trying to maintain profitability as successful at this stage. Yeah, you can only cut expenses so far. That's definitely something you want to do, but at some point it becomes counterproductive. And typically our most profitable practices aren't the ones that are, that have the lowest overhead. They just know how to spend the dollars in the right place and to be the most profitable. Um, You know, you can't change your reimbursement for Medicare, what you're able to be reimbursed, but you can participate in programs like MIPS and ensure that you're not taking cuts. So I'd say that's the first thing is you can't change your reimbursement, but just making sure you're being paid what you can be, the max from Medicare and the other commercial payers, okay? The other thing is, and this is where we're able to, a lot of times help a practice identify holes in what they do, is the physicians can only see so many patients in a day, but what are all the things that those patients need, right? If you go to an orthopedist, um, you may see the doctor, but then you may have an x-ray or an MRI, or you may have to go to PT, there, there's a lot of things that happen that the physician doesn't do directly. And helping practices understand these are your gaps in what you're doing for patients. Other groups are doing this. You're not doing this. This could add X to your bottom line and help you coordinate care for that patient throughout their full treatment. So just helping expose gaps, capturing the maximum payment, but also fill in those holes of what you can do that your practice can take care of that maybe they're not doing right now. I imagine it's hard to find time to work on the business when, you know, you're so busy working in the business trying to generate that revenue. It's just, it's like a, a cycle. That's exactly right. 
Want to receive a monthly newsletter with wrap topics? Then head on over to warrenabert.com forward slash the wrap and subscribe to our email list to have it delivered right to your inbox. Now, back to the show. We talked a little bit about staffing as, as another unique challenge and, and how that impacts you. I'm sure technology is, is very much the same. We're not going to go down every line item on that income statement, but I, I got to imagine technology in today's world uh, probably is a big expense that if, if, they're, if they're not doing it right or well enough, it's going to hurt them. But if they do too much, it's going to hurt them on the financial side. So I'm sure that's a huge challenge that they have to uh, try to tackle. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, many years ago, we moved, most people hopefully moved from paper charts to an EMR, electronic medical record system. And so now all of that's built around that EMR, all the patient data is stored in, you know, servers and systems and, you know, spending a lot of time, money there, obviously tons of computers. Uh, it's the easy technology has got to work seamless as well. And then to that point, Paul, you know, we have very valuable data that we're storing, you know, I, if you're a patient, I, date of birth, social security number, you know, height, weight, everything that is HIPAA protected. So we've got to spend extra money to make sure that, you know, we are protecting patient data, which uh, does become a cost at that point. Yeah, converting the paper charts to ele- electronic, uh, you know, that helped address an efficiency issue, but then you have additional exposure. Paul, you know all about this because I, I bug you all the time. Asking, you know, hey, help this client. Can you talk to this client with me because they just had some kind of cyber issue or a cyber event or somebody got there just two days ago. I was talking to you about a client that had their uh, banking information compromised. Um, Those are the issues now that they're having to deal with. And that's something that in most practices, they don't have a a technology officer or maybe their IT group that Mm -hmm. they utilize is relatively small and may not be aware of all the things that a healthcare practice needs to address. So those are the issues that we're trying to bring up with our practices that we work with to say, hey, th- this is what you need to think about. How much cyber insurance do you have right now? $50,000, that's not going to be enough to take care of the potentially multi-million dollar event that could happen to you. And, and just like all industries, but specifically, we've already been talking about the issues with you can't raise rates and so you can't get extra money. Uh, most people, most companies, they spend what they can spend. It's sometimes not enough. And so they usually end up spending more once an event has occurred. And like we've seen a, across the board uh, with the ones that you've called us about, it's it's you spend the money now or you spend the money later. You much rather spend it now to protect it than give it to somebody just because uh, you didn't protect it. So, yeah, I'm sure there's there's a ton of issues and, and they have to look at that and weigh the pros and cons of of this expense versus that expense. So yeah, definitely, definitely an issue there. When we talk about staffing, I know we've talked about some of the challenges there with recruiting and, and bringing in the right people, but are there things that the practices are doing, you know, I, remote work isn't really possible when you, you need to be treating a patient, um, but are there other things in the staffing realm that that they are trying to do to to increase profitability or just to see more people? 
Yeah. So you hit on, you know, the remote piece there, Cindy. And I think it's important to mention, you know, it's, it's tough to do remote work. Uh, my ongoing joke is if we can do, remotely deliver a baby, then somebody's <laughs> going to be very profitable. Um, <laughs> right, right. So that's yet, that's yet to happen. Uh, and we've struggled, uh, practices have struggled with any level of remote. We may pull off our billing office. We may pull, pull some triage people off to work remotely. But other than that, most of the staff is still there. And in this environment, seems like everybody wants to work remote or yeah. have some level of flexibility. So that has certainly added to the problems of, of the staffing issues. The immediate fe- what does the immediate future look like for, for physician practices? How do they, how do they be successful uh, in, this, in this environment? Some of the things you may have already talked about. Anything else that, that they need to be thinking about as they start working on their business um, or, or try to get back to working on their business? Yeah, I, I'll say practices need to have the ability to adapt right now. And what I mean by that is there's there's changes in technology that are happening, have happened, and will continue to happen. We've got to be able to utilize those to keep our practice competitive and efficient um, and to be able to offer a place for a new physician to come and, and earn compensation that's comparable or better than other places. If you can't offer that, you're going to have a really tough time having Physicians want to come work at your practice and be a transition plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is the, the very first thing. Um, and then I think managing succession. So we have physicians that are that are getting towards the end of their career. You have new physicians that may come in and 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 take over that role. Um, but we also have the option of private equity that is becoming more and more popular mm-hmm. in uh, physician practice. It's always been popular or has been for a long time in dental, but even in cardiology, orthopedics, we're, oncology, we're beginning to see private equity firms heavy into that space. And uh, they've been successful and there's been, it's been popular because it often offers a, a way to monetize a practice for a senior physician that may otherwise not receive much of anything other than trailing AR after they retire. So managing those challenges and those opportunities is, is what I see as a, a, a big task and a, and a critical thing for a practice that wants to remain independent going forward. Yeah, I, I would say you know, as we continue to adapt, you know, part of that is just paying attention. I know that seems really, really uh, easy to do, but there was a time where we would just show up, see patients and everything would run smoothly. I mean, that's not really the environment that we're in right now. Uh, first of all, you're dealing with groups that have sophistication. Uh, the consolidation in the market has been around for a while and it's continuing to show up. So our competition is increasingly increasing their resources. So if we're going to continue to, you know, compete against those groups, we've, we've got to pay attention and we've got to make strategic moves in order to stay successful. Uh, and if it's not you, if it's not the provider, you got to find the right people. Um, whether that's a manager, whether that's again, advisor, whether that's someone that's given you the ear to the ground of what's happening in the environment so that you can pivot. It happens so fast. I think we all agree that the speed of decision-making is increasingly happening faster. I mean, whether it's mm-hmm. AI, technology, people, staffing, insurance, we, we've got to make quicker, faster, more efficient decisions, uh, whether you're, you're doing it yourself or whether you're making sure you've got the right people in place to make those. So, gentlemen, here on the wrap, we'd like to wrap it up in sixty seconds or less. You, you've you've given a lot of good advice, a lot of good takeaways. What's that one thing you want our listeners to to remember above all else that we've talked about related to physician practices in the healthcare industry? 
Yeah, I think it, it's my takeaway would be uh, pay attention and adapt. Um, and I probably stole those from Maddox from what he mentioned earlier, but paying attention to what's going on in your practice, uh, you know, you don't need to be looking at your information once a year. It needs to be monthly or quarterly. And that's what we do with our clients. Um, so I would say pay attention and then adapt to the things that are happening with private physician practices so you can stay competitive and, um, and grow your practice. Yeah, I, I would say the things that we need to do, we use the word adapt, but I really say that's nothing less than being willing to change. And so adaptation is the ability to, you know, adapting is adapting to the environment around us. I would say that we actually need to be willing to change as the environment changes around us. And that may not mean that we're going to do what everybody else does. Um, each practice is very different. Medicine and healthcare is still an awesome industry. Yeah, we are very strong. We will continue to be strong. And the needs for our services will be around, hopefully, forever. It's no secret mm. that we're having baby boomers retire by, ten, by the droves a day, 10,000 per day. So the need wow. for healthcare will continue to be there. How we as practices adapt and change to those are going to be important to the viability and how well we thrive going forward. Gentlemen, you clearly are experts in this industry, and we appreciate you being here with us today. It's been very enlightening, um, and I would say anyone who is fortunate enough to have you as their advisors is in a great position. So thank you for being with us today. You're too kind. Enjoyed it. Thank you Appreciate all. it. Thank you all. And that's a wrap. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review on your streaming platform. To check out more episodes, subscribe to the podcast series, or make a suggestion of other topics you want to hear. Visit us at warrenabritt.com forward slash the wrap.